Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Sunday, October the 24th, 2021. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, gutter snipe, which means a young vagabond or outcast, the lowest moral or economic station in life. Gutter snipe. I hope everyone is enjoying their Sunday or will enjoy their Sunday. After all, this is the day which the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Haven't uh, really spoken to you guys in a while, uh, especially on Sunday. It's, 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 well, actually, it's been a while since I've been up here. Uh, I'm on, on vacation. Took me some time off. Time to regroup, rethink, refocus, get that mental uh, back up to par. So time off. Not not really doing anything. I, I'm just not. I mean, hey, this is more or less of a, a a me moment, if I could say that. You know, you hear a lot of people say, "I need a me moment." This is my me moment. I, I took some time off from work. Needed to get that. Uh, like I said, get my mental back, to refocus, and and regarner some strength, internal strength. It is awfully, it's a taxing and, and daunting task working from, uh, it's just, it it take, it drains you. I, I needed to be re, re, re-flourished, refurbished. <laughs> I just did. I needed, I needed me some me time and this is my me time. Hey, gotta have it. You gotta have it. You just do. All right. Uh, wow. The Moderna and Johnson & Johnson uh, booster shots have been approved. And one thing I found kind of interesting and odd and, and it kind of made me question, uh, they're they saying you can mix the vaccine. If you took the Johnson and Johnson, they're saying you could take the Moderna or, you know, or, or vice versa or whatever. Well, not really vice versa. I should say if you took Pfizer, they said you could take the Moderna. Um, I, I, I just don't know. That's kind of odd to me, I think. And then again, maybe not. I mean, maybe they've learned enough and, and gathered all their data and, and said, hey, we can mix these. These uh, You can mix them. So my question is, if you can mix them, why not come out with one solid version of the vaccine? Why all these different versions? And there's some more versions that we haven't heard of that are, are overseas. But here in the United States, my question would be, why not come up with one vaccine? I don't think that's a difficult uh, question or, or a difficult uh, synopsis. Why Why do you have three different ones and, and, and you rate them and Johnson & Johnson, you're saying, is probably the least effective. Why is it still around? Just questions, just questions. That's something to make you go, hmm, I guess. Reminiscent of Arsenio Hall. All right, let's move along also. Man, uh, <laughs> Uh, uh, the the Haitian gang leader has spoken. You know, from those uh, uh, that Haitian gang that kidnapped those uh, what sixteen American citizens and, and one Canadian with five children. Uh, the 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 um, they, they were doing missionary work and they were kidnapped uh, last week, uh, last Saturday to be exact, a week. And <laughs> he came out and spoke and said, "Yeah, he wants his seventeen million, or else he's going to start killing." Wow. Just wow. Um, if you saw him, he looked pretty dapper, if I could say that. 
I guess he does look like a gang leader. I, I don't know. He was dressed in a uh, pretty snazzy suit with a little brim and a chain and, and cane and, and sunglasses that he had on the works. Didn't look like a, a, a gang leader, like a throwback to the 80s or late 80s or 90s, to be honest with you. Reminiscent of Nino Brown. <laughs> but I'm not laughing at the situation. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I just want to make that clear. Um, but man, he said if, if he doesn't get his 17 million or their 17 million, he's going to start killing them. And of course, you know, the streets of Haiti also, they're in chaos. Uh, they're, they're burning tires in the street. They're, they're, fighting, rioting, or whatever. Um, like I've always said, uh, who knows what is going on in Haiti? And it looks like now we're finding out, uh, quite possibly started with that assassination of that president back here in June or July. And now we see what what all is going on, what, what all it entails that's happening down in Haiti. But yeah, this this gang leader said if he doesn't get his uh, 17 million, he's going to start killing folks. Uh, wow. Uh, that's that. I... I, I, I guess I, I just don't understand. I guess I don't understand kidnapping. Uh, that seems kind of foolish to me that you would make that threat. And and what if you don't? Are you really going to carry through with the threat? I mean, that, that's that's absurd to me. But then again, what do I know? I, I've never, never been in a gang and I've never kidnapped anyone. So I really wouldn't know what the mindset of the kidnapper would be. <laughs> I just wouldn't. But yeah, he, he was dressed pretty nice. I got to say, Nino Brown. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's move along also. And man, have, have you guys heard what happened with uh, Alec Baldwin on that movie set? Well, he was handed a uh, a live gun as opposed to, well, it was a prop gun, but it was supposed to be loaded with uh, blanks, but it looks like it was loaded with ammunition because Alec Baldwin fired the gun and he, and he was accidentally shot a, a a young lady and shot another another man. Well, the the young lady passed, sadly. And I, I believe last I heard, the uh, the gentleman he was still in the hospital. Not sure if he was in serious condition. I know earlier he was. Uh, haven't really heard anything else about his condition. But he ended up uh, shooting a um, an up and coming or or, or well known. Uh, I guess we call her a cinematographer. She was one of those behind the scenes. Well, uh, what what happened? They're saying is an assistant director handed him the gun, and bef- you know when he walked off, he he yelled out uh, "code gun." As I, I guess they thought the gun was was filled with blanks, but it turns out it was filled with live ammunition. And and Alec Baldwin, rightfully so, is just he, he's he's torn up about it. I mean, and it's not the first time this has happened. It's happened quite most notably, famously with uh, Bruce Lee's son. I remember that. So my question is, what in the world? How do these how do these live rounds get into these guns that are supposed to be prop guns? Who's handling them? Somebody's going to have to answer some questions on this one. I believe one report even said that uh, Alec Baldwin himself may be uh, uh, criminally liable. I, I don't know how. I mean, he's just an actor. Well, he was the director. It was his set. It was a movie he was working on. But I, I, I would think it, it, he would you know, have probably thought to himself, okay, these guys have checked it all as well, but it turns out it wasn't. I mean, how does live ammunition get into these, these prop guns anyway, on these movie sets? Are they intentional or are they just accidents? And then why would you have live ammunition around something that you're supposed to use as a a prop gun anyway? It's supposed to be fake. 
supposed to be shooting blanks. Uh, that's the question. I, I, <laughs> I don't know how or why or, 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 or I just don't know how these things happen. I mean, really, you you're, you have a gun that is supposed to be a, a, a fake. It's supposed to be a prop gun that's supposed to look real, but it's supposed to shoot blanks. But somehow, some way, mysteriously, some live ammunition gets in and is up taking someone's life. Yeah, like I said, he's he's torn up about it. They're, they're, you know, the one article I read said he may be uh, criminally liable. I don't think that that happened. I mean, now listen, I, I just don't see how that happened. But yeah, someone's going to have to answer some questions. Because, But another thing that came out was a lot of the crew, hours before the incident happened, walked off the set from safety concerns. Maybe this was one of them. Maybe. It, 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 sure, it surely looks uh, suspicious or raises some eyebrows. You, you, members of your crew walk off hours before all of this happens because they're citing safety concerns. And apparently they've been screaming and hollering this for a while, ever since they've been on that set. And then this happens. Maybe they were uh, they had a legitimate gripe. Looks like they just did. Like I said, this happens, man. That, that's 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 um wow. That 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 is kind of, that that is sad. That is sad. It, it really is. And 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 uh, prayers to that young lady's family and and the other gentleman's family also. And you you, you gotta uh, pray also for Alec Baldwin because, like I said, he's torn up about it. He didn't, I mean, he didn't know anything. Didn't know any better. That's just wild. Uh, Hollywood's got to do better. They just do. Man. All right. Let's go get it. I won't keep you guys too long this morning. Uh, like I said, it's Sunday. And yeah, I'm on vacation. So, you know, I want to enjoy some of my vacation. But I, I, I had read a story a while back and I've been meaning to get, uh, you know, talk about it on, on here. Uh, man, I, I really didn't. It never crossed my mind. I, I have to be honest with you. It just didn't. So when I read the article, it made me think, man, I never thought about that. And with everything that, that has happened because of COVID, of course, we're talking about COVID again. Yeah. But we're talking about something that is a result of COVID. Because uh, what they're discovering is uh, with this eviction moratorium being lifted or, or not, or, well, stopped, they're finding that a lot of children in school are facing homelessness. I thought to myself, whoa, man, I didn't even think about that. And it's true. Now, what they're saying is from the 2018 to 2019 school year, North Carolina school districts have identified 34,725 students. What they're saying is experiencing homelessness. Now, that number is expected to be higher for the 2020-2021 school year. Of course, COVID, eviction moratorium has been lifted. Now, educators and, and school so, social workers and what, what is uh, an organization called the McKinney Veto Liaisons, who oversee districts throughout the state, and they also oversee the homeless education programs that are, they're, they're bracing for a, an explosion of homeless students. 
So all of these, 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 this organization and these school board members and these, these teachers and social workers in school, they're saying it's coming. Now, a state school board member sounded the alarm last month at a meeting stating that she has firsthand knowledge and data of families owing seven to $8,000 and back rent. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Now, under the, the McKinney Veto Act, 75 of the uh, of the state's 115 traditional public school districts will benefit from federal dollars to help with these programs to ensure that homelessness will not be a hindrance from continuing to be educated. You know, that you know, that's like your, your residency requirements or, or your lack of transportation documentation requirements like a birth certificate or medical records. I guess the money that, that this money that is being given by the feds and also by um the state has also received $23.6 million from the American Rescue Plan Act for homeless children and youth relief funds. But what they're saying is this money is going to be used to address social, emotional, and mental health needs of the students. Sweet Jesus. Coupled with everything else, now you have this problem as a result of COVID. I mean... It, like they said, this program is 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 geared towards helping those kids that are homeless, that are, are are you know now that we're back in school, we went back to school, but that eviction moratorium expired, and a lot of these kids they're saying are homeless. Now the the requirements, what they're saying also is a lot of the kids. I guess they're going to forgive these requirements because you know everyone has a school district where they stay at. I mean, if you are have been evicted and and you good lord knows where where you're at you chances are you're not going to be able to go to the school in your district because you're going to have to go somewhere else and then there may be a problem with transportation also maybe uh your family doesn't have a car that may sound odd to a lot of people in this day and age but yeah there are quite a few families out there they don't have cars they don't have transportation a lot of people rely on public transportation still, uh, Uber and cabs. So, uh, are there any cabs still around? <laughs> I, I don't know. But but anywho, I get, I'm getting off topic here. But anywho, um, th- these funds, that's what they're geared towards. And the document documentation requirements, that's another thing. A lot of families in their haste or, or they're getting evicted, they may lose those birth certificates and, and, and other important documents they need to uh, verify identity. So I guess these funds are going to be helped to get those also. It's wow. I, I just got to say COVID, it did shake everything up. It turned it inside out and upside down. It just did. Now, a lot of these kids, they're saying the mental health side of it. That's the catalyst for me. I mean, if you can imagine, you have enough on your plate just being a child alone, and now you have to face homelessness also. So I guess they're going to they're going to get some mental health for some of these kids that 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 need it as a result of being homeless and and, and these evictions. Not surprising, it, it just isn't. I mean, there's going to be a like I've always said with, with COVID. When we get out of it, finally, a lot of people are going to need help, and it's not going to be that physical help you're thinking. A lot of people are going to need mental help. Their their mental is is off. 
you know, from the uh, at one point, you know, I did a podcast about uh, mental health as it relates to um, the the quarantining. That's a big thing. A lot of people that that didn't like or 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 quite possibly never have really and truly been alone by themselves were left alone and had time to wonder and think. But for these kids that are homeless, man, that's got it. That's got to that 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 has to te- tear you up. I mean, you're trying to go to school and you're thinking about where you're going to lay your head. Now you may be saying, "Well, it's not that dire." Uh, if you've been evicted, and 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 your family or or parents were living paycheck to paycheck, or if they weren't getting a paycheck because they lost their jobs during COVID, yeah, it is that dire. It it, it is that you're, you're probably these kids are sitting in class and wandering and thinking what we take for granted. Or what your child may take for granted and say, yeah, when I get out, I can go home. These kids can't say that. They don't have a home to go to. Literally, they may not have anywhere to lay their heads. So like I've said before, of course, we're going to have problems with the, you know, the jobless or unemployment rate when COVID is over. But we're going to have a huge problem with the homelessness. There goes those homeless numbers again. They're going up. They already were high. Now they're going to go up higher. They didn't give specific data as to the actual uh, rate of homelessness. I think they're honestly still gathering all of this information because it it, it, it is happening as it unfolds, as they, the news media likes to say a lot of times. And then eviction moratorium was uh, lifted back in, what, September? And we're just in October. So yeah, they haven't gotten all the numbers together, but they're, they're saying that it is going to be huge. I believe them. I just do. You know, uh, stimulus money or no stimulus money, um, you know, a lot of people just splurge with it. And I and I, I hate to beat a dead horse here, but if you were getting this, that stimulus money or whatever, or what have you, uh, why didn't you put some of that money towards your rent? Not to, not to you know, browbeat anyone. But, hey, I, I got to ask. I just got to ask. Why not put some of that money towards your rent? Or maybe the landlords didn't want to take it because they sure refused that uh that, that the funds that came from that uh, assistance, uh, rental assistance program. I think at that point, a lot of the landlords were fed up. You know, they they, they, they weren't just getting paid or they were getting half paid and, and they, they were just fed up with the whole thing, the whole process. Excuse me. Like I said, um, COVID has shaken everything up. And for these kids to, to be uh, dealing with this is, is, it's, it's, it's beyond comprehension because what they also said, and, and once again, I really didn't think about it. What about those seniors? What about those seniors that are in their last year of high school or maybe trying to get into college and they have to think about being homeless? Um, that's something to think about. They don't have a permanent address for simple as applying for college. How are they going to get their their letter of intent or, or or acceptance letter or denial letter they don't have a permanent address and a lot of a lot of um, you know those those federal grants and and financial aid they want an address and if you don't have it that may disqualify you sounds small and frivolous but these these are the things that COVID has exposed the small and frivolous things are going to turn out to be somewhat monumental as as we deal with life and trying to bounce back from COVID. 
there's a lot of people that are going to find themselves in a, in a situation or bad spots because uh, of lack of preparation or lack of the ability to adapt and move forward. I've had to do it numerous times during COVID. I've had things thrown off in my life as it relates. And, and, and I just had to say, you know what? Uh, I got to keep moving. I can't sit here and dwell on it because what I tell people a lot, a lot of times in my adult life, I, I was that guy that would sit and dwell on the negative or dwell on the situation that had happened that I really didn't have any control over or, or something that I did have control over and I didn't do what I was supposed to. So I sit there and dwell on it. A lot of people may find themselves in that situation that goes back to that mental health. Uh, for these kids also, these high school seniors, these parents, and even the little ones. I mean, if can you imagine just starting school and you're homeless? Can you imagine the mental, the psyche on that? One point in time you were, you did have a home, you did have a bed to lay in. Now you're starting school as a kindergartner and you don't have a home. You don't have anywhere to lay in. How can you focus on today? For any of them, in any grade. How can you focus? And also they're saying uh, those funds that they got from the feds and the funds that the state has, they're going to uh, also, I guess, the, the, the nutritional side of it also. Because with homelessness, as we know, it, it, the hunger, that pl the plight of the hungry, that also comes into play. So they're going to have to deal with that. There's a lot of things that we're going to have to deal with with COVID. This ain't over. <laughs> this ain't over, not by a long shot. Just like I told you, uh, you guys, I, I've read reports that or, or or quite possibly what they call scenarios or synopsis or these educated guesses that we're going to be dealing with COVID from for decades. Decades. Our kids, kids, kids may be dealing with it. Yeah, they've gone that far ahead in their prediction. And with this and others, other things that we're dealing with with COVID now, I can see it. I can honestly sit here and say to you, yeah, I can see we're going to be dealing with COVID for decades. It's going to be that that life altering event that we're still going to be dealing with, not just talking about, but just dealing with and trying to figure out how to rework on something else. To move forward. Because we can't stay and stand and stay stagnant. And, and continue to harp and beat on COVID without having a plan to go forward or to move ahead after it is gone or done away with. We just can't. Just can't. There's no way around it. We have to have a plan, have to be motivated to move forward. We just do. Man, COVID, oh boy, it, it has shaken everything up. And, and, and another thing that came out and it's totally separate from this, the vaccine mandates, man, uh, police departments, fire departments, EMS departments all across this country. What is happening? The, the, the workers, the policemen, the firemen, the EMS technician technicians are saying they don't want to get vaccinated. So they quite possibly are being fired or will be fired because a lot of them have missed the deadline to get vaccinated. That's a shortage. That's a shortage. And, and, and what is the, the the basic needs of of you're you're in need and distress, and you say, "Hey, I'll call nine one one." Well, they may not be available. Maybe some long wait times. It just will be. It just is. 
and what they're saying, a lot of these places are saying they, they're they're firing them. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, President of the United States himself said you need to be go. What happened to your own personal liberties and personal rights? Guess that's done away with because of COVID. Uh, maybe they feel that, that, I mean, I can understand the need and want to have people vaccinated. I really do. But at the same time, you can't just force this on people. A lot of people are, are skeptic of it still. Or a lot of people just don't like being told what to do. I'm one of those that don't, I don't like to be told what to do either. Irritates me. Infuriates me. So yeah, they're saying if these uh, uh, civil service men and women don't get vaccinated, they're out of there. They're done away with. They don't want them anymore. A lot of people have, have worked years, decades in, in these professions and given their all and 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 just like I said before, to be told that you're no longer wanted because you won't get vaccinated, yeah, that infuriate a lot. I know there, I know there's a need to be, get vaccinated. I know a lot of these people are are working around other civilians or whatever or what have you, and you want to ensure that they're vaccinated. They're not passing the you know the the virus on. But at the same time, I gotta say to tell these people after they've given their their life, it wasn't just a job; it was a career. It was a lot of time spent, a lot of time away from their families. And for you to tell them they're not vaccinated, they got to go. Yeah, that's a slap in the face. That's hard. to. Uh, uh, that could be hard to wrap your hand around. And just like now with, with, with this thing, with the uh, the homeless numbers, be, because of, of the eviction moratorium being taken away or expired, we have a lot going on with COVID. We just do. And then you got the vaccines and they're saying you can quite possibly mix your vaccine, your uh, your your vaccine dosage. Uh, that I don't know about <laughs> that. I'm a little skeptical of because, like I said, why if you can mix it, why you got three vaccines? Why not have one solid one, one that, you know, it works? Maybe you really don't know. And you're it's just a hunch and punch method, I guess. I don't know. Certainly does make you think. All of this, it has to make you sit back and sit down and really think about your life and those around you, their lives also, your family. You have to sit down and think about, you know, bottom line for me, what I've I've come to realize, you have to sit down and think about what works best for you and yours. How can you ensure your safety as well as others around you? But your safety has to come first. How can you clear your mind when you have all this chaos and calamity of life going on? You have to figure that out also, the mental health side of it. So, yeah, there certainly is. There's going to be a whole lot we have going on when we get done with this COVID. Got to work ourselves through it. And then we got to figure out how we're going to how we're going to bounce back from it. There's going to be a lot on everyone's plate. They just are. And, and for those uh, law enforcement and firefighters and EMS and nurses and doctors or, or whatever, what have you, that are being told they have to get vaccinated or ex- else they're fired or have already been fired. <sighs> I don't know what to say about that. That's a huge slap in the face. It just is. Like I said, a lot of people, this is their career. This isn't a job. You know, they stood and, and weathered the storm through the toughest and hardest of times with COVID. And now they're being told to get out. Peace out. Don't want you. Don't need you around. 
That's a huge slap in the face. Just yes. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, this world is certainly going. Uh, it's certainly changing. It really is. The world has changed. Changed. It it, it changed in, in 18 month, months or, or, or the better part, maybe close to two years now. It has changed. We're living in a different time. We're living in a, a different age. Things aren't going to return to the way we were used to. We're going to have to adapt and move forward. Else get left behind. Just all. Just all. Well, that's all for me today. And I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, listen, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response. And I would love to hear your voice. So offer feedback. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public Verbal, and WordPress. And as always, thank you for listening. This is Stephen Cornegay for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.